Hello aspirants you are hearing to the aspirant voice welcome to another episode of weekly current affairs uh, for upsc preparation this is in the prims perspective the prepod if you do like this video please share it to your friends now let's get into the topics the first topic for this week is neocov this is a neocov is a new covid variant is a bat coronavirus that was discovered for the first time in 2011 it was discovered in the neomosia bat species which gave rise to the monica neocow this species sometimes known as yellow bats which is found in the afro malgasy region neocow has an 85% genome sequence similarity to mears cow mears cov uh, making it a closest known relative to mers cow so neocow cannot interact with human receptors by nature meaning that the virus cannot infect humans in its current form Neocow cannot infect people because it lacks the ability to exploit human ACE2 receptor. As a result, particular alterations in the neocow's receptor building region can improve the virus ability to connect with humans AC, ACE2 receptor. These alterations have yet to be discovered in neocow isolates collected from natural environments and neocow was discovered to employ bat ACE2 receptors for effective cell entry and the relationship between neocow and ACE2 receptors differs from that of other ACE2 using coronavirus such as the covid variants currently we are facing in the pandemic or epidemic so here the important points is neocow is not an effective thing and it can't transmit to human as it la- lacks the ability to exploit human ace2 receptor these are the important points that you have to focus in the preparation of prelims that may be important now the second topic is zoonotic spillover coronaviruses are a big viral family that can infect both animals and humans alpha beta gamma and delta are the four generations in which they are classified alpha and beta coronaviruses affect mammals like bats and humans but gamma and delta coronavirus primarily infect birds oc43hku1229e nl63 sarscov and mearscov are only a few of the human coronavirus that have been found while animals are usually thought to be the reservoirs for coronaviruses spillover occurrences can happen viruses that infect animals have the potential to spread to people a process known as zoonotic spillover so zoonotic spillover mearscov was discovered in 2012 and was transmitted to humans via zoonosis from sick dromedary camels and sars-cov-2 the coronavirus that caused the covid-19 pandemic is a member of the beta coronavirus genus in fact it is the seventh coronavirus to infect humans and cause severe sickness spillover is assumed to be the cause and because of the growing human population and the encroachment of animal habitats human animal encounters are becoming more common while spillover occurrences are uncommon more interaction has the ability to speed up such events to avoid future outbreaks it will be critical to keep an eye on this virus family for signs of zoonosis and genomic surveillance of the human and animal viruses is thus essential for understanding the virus spectrum and potentiality early detection of possible spillover occurrences this is all about zoonotic spillovers so here the important part is zoonotic the word itself says that it is something from the animals okay and the spillover is like human interaction with these particular uh, animals may affect 
the transmission i mean they may be the cause for the transmission and due to which they can affect the people now let's get into the third topic that is vellalore lake the vellalore lake has become a butterfly hotspot because to a miyawaki forest canopy with towering native trees and dense belt of floral plants vellalore lake is a 90 acre lak near coimbatore uh, tamil nadu and during the rainy season this lake was previously dry and the channel connecting it to the noyal river however was desilted and encroachments along the river were eliminated so it was filled the nesting site for spot billed pelicans is the lake so here the important points to remember is the it is channel connecting to the noyal river and uh, important nesting site for spot billed pelicans and this lake is located in the coimbatore tamil nadu now let's get into the fourth topic advanced light helicopter mark 3 this is an indigenous advanced light helicopter mark 3 is induced into the tri service andaman and nicobar command the advanced light helicopter alh dhruv designed and developed in house is a twin engine multi role multi mission new generation helicopter in the 5.5 ton weight class hindustan aeronautics limited manufactures Uh, the basic helicopter which is available in both skid and wheeled versions dhruv mark 1 mark 2 mark 3 and mark 4 are the four major variations of dhruv and among its versions the mark 3 is a maritime role variant that includes cutting edge sensors and armaments to boost india's maritime power the alh mark 3 aircraft will operate as a force multiplier in keeping india's territory safe and thanks to its glass cockpit Shakti engines and sophisticated maritime petrol radar, electro optical payload, and night vision device. The cutting edge aircraft can perform a variety of tasks, including maritime surveillance, special forces support, medical evacuations, and search and rescue missions. This is all about advanced light helicopter Mark III ALH Mark III. Now let's get into the fifth topic, that is DNA replication licensing. For the first time the dynamics of a critical process known as DNA replication licensing have been disclosed in a recent study these discoveries could explain why specific parts of the genome are more vulnerable to DNA damage during cancer cell replication during cell division cells use the DNA replication licensing or origin licensing procedure to control or license the replication of their genomes and before cell division the DNA replication licensing mechanism ensures that chromosomal DNA is correctly reproduced once origin licensing takes place during the G1 phase of cell replication which is the first preparatory phase of cell replication licensing occurs several hours of before origin and are activated to begin s phase replication licensing is a process that involves particular enzymes attaching to dna in chromosomes at distinct sites where dna copying is to occur the enzymes effectively license dna copying uh, ensuring that cells do not duplicate their genomes the new research has demonstrated how the dynamics of the process differ in the two basic states of genomic dna according to the findings state of euchromation that is dna that is relatively loose and open for gene activity and dna is wrapped more tightly to inhibit gene activity in the heterochromatin state 
so here the important findings are like in comparison to what we see in acromatin heterochromatin dna loads the above mentioned licensing enzymes rather late this suggestion that the heterochromatin might never be fully licensed for replication in dividing cells with an abnormally short g1 phase this could result in the significant mutations and possibly cell death during replication and the g1 phase of cells can be reduced for a variety of causes including cancer as a result the study shows that genomic instability or a productivity for specific cancer types to accumulate more mutations as well as the genomic sites of that instability could be explained in a part by incorrect origin licensing so this is all about the bomb uh, sorry dna replication licensing now let's discuss the bomb cyclone the sixth topic for today the blizzard wreaked havoc on major us cities like new york which the national weather service said had escalated into a bomb cyclone winter hurricanes are frequently referred to as bomb cyclones but they are different from storm A bomb cyclone is a massive violent mid-latitude cyclone with low pressure at its core, weather fronts and a wide range of related phenomena including blizzards, severe severe thunderstorms and heavy precipitation. The explosive strength of rapid reductions in atmospheric pressure characterizes the trigger bomb cyclone. When its central pressure drops rapidly at least 24 millibars in 24 hours, it becomes a bomb. when a cyclone bombs or the experiences bombogenesis it indicates it has access to the best elements for in- intensification such as nitrogen and of course the moisture should be plenty in the high atmosphere windows winds are blowing at 150 miles per hour and 2 to 4 degrees fahrenheit warmer than usual sea surface temperature just offshore and this is a very unstable environment The eastern seaboard of the United States is one of the areas where bombogenesis is most common and storms in the mid latitudes get their energy from substantial temperature differences. Here mid latitudes you can say that which encompasses the entire continental of United States. So in the in this topic the important points to remember is like it forms when the pressure drops rapidly that is 24 millibars in 24 hours. and these are bombs or you can say that uh, bo- uh, bombogenesis and it's a intensification uh, for its intensification the best needed element is nitrogen now let's discuss the seventh topic that is popa langur it's a species the sole new animal among the 224 new species mentioned in the world wildlife fund's current update on the broader mekong region was this monkey the popa langur uh, let's its name from the steep foothills of myanmar extinct mountain popa volcano it also known as the ghostly monkey because of the ghostly white circles that uh, surround its size only 200 to 250 of the monkeys are expected to exist in the wild making it a candidate for inclusion on the international union for conservation of nature's red list iucn red list as a critically endangered species so an important point is popal popa langar popa is named after mountain popa volcano that is in the myanmar and uh, yes there are 250 monkeys population exists in the wild and it is a critically endangered species now let's discuss the eighth topic that is rashtriya vayosri yojana 
in 2017 the department of social justice and empowerment introduced the rashtriya vayoshri yojana a central sector scheme this is a center sector scheme and the central government is totally funding it this rashtriya vayoshri yojana rvy provides fiscal aid and assisted living devices to senior citizens over 60 years old who are below the poverty line and have a handicap or infirmity related to their age here age related disability or infirmity such as low eyesight high hearing loss tooth loss locomotor impairment so on these living technologies uh, may be able to restore near or normal bodily functions so overcoming the impairment or infirmity the coverage of this scheme provides assisted living devices to elderly persons who fall into the below poverty line category as well as senior citizens with a monthly income less than 15000 rupees the government intends to implement the scheme in all the country's districts women will make up roughly 30% of the recipients in each area according to the government sources while coming to the implementation the senior citizens welfare fund will cover the costs of putting the plan in place and artificial limbs manufacturing corporation alimco a psu that is under the ministry of social justice and empowerment will be the sole implementing agency for this scheme here the important points that to be remembered in the perspective examination is the ministry that is ministry of social justice and empowerment and of course the body that is implementing it is alimco that is a psu which uh, title stands for artificial limbs manufacturing corporations and uh, senior citizens with below poverty line who are under below poverty line will get these benefits and uh, or the person with a pension or monthly income less than 15000 rupees will be get benefited from this uh, rashtriya vayoshri yojana rvy now let's get into the final uh, sorry ninth topic of this day that is saffron bowl project under the saffron bowl initiative the northeast center for technology application and Re- uh, reach so northeast center for technology application and reach it is nectar short form nectar which it is identified a few places in arunachal pradesh and meghalaya for saffron cultivation the saffron bowl of india which had previously been confined two sections of kashmir has now stretched its wings to parts of the northeast because of the nectar's effort the nectar is an autonomous entity under the department of science and technology for this initiative it backs a pilot project to see if it's possible to grow saffron in the northeast of india while maintaining the same quality and quantity it is focused on saffron post harvest management and value addition in order to improve saffron recovery and production through quality saffron drying and effective post harvest processing so this is about saffron bowl project uh, so here the main thing is the body it is handling this project is nectar nectar stands for northeast center for technology and applica- application and reach and uh, their focus is to uh, make saffron bowl even in the northeast initially it is only available in the kashmir states now let's discuss last topic for today that is param pravega param pravega one of india's most powerful supercomputer it has been installed and commissioned at the indian institute of sciences iisc it is an indian academic institution's largest supercomputer and it was built and put into service as a part of the national supercomputing mission nsm 
the system should be able to support a wide range of research and educational endeavors it has a 3.3 petafloat supercomputing capacity that is 1 petafloat equals a quadrillion or 1,015 operations per second it has created by the center for advanced computing so here you have to understand uh, param pravega it has 3.3 petafloat supercomputing capacity and it is installed in iasc and let's understand the national supercomputing mission the department of science and technology and the ministry of electronics and uh, information technology are in charge of nsm national supercomputing mission so the e center for development of advanced computing and the indian institute of science are responsible for its implementation so far the mission has found the deployment of 10 supercomputer systems with a total processing capability of 17 petafloats uh, petaflops at iisc iits iiser pune jncasr nabi mohali and cdac these solutions have aided academics and students in carrying out large r&d projects as well as optimizing telecom networks this is all about this week's current affairs in the perspective of prelims uh, uh, every week we are going to update the preport so if you do like this please share to your friends and also visit my website for the notes of this topic i mean all the topics of this week thank you